0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International.
1: Anxiety was a big part of that for me, but I've learned on the backside now that anxiety isn't a thing. It's a symptom of a thing. So when someone says, I'm struggling with my anxiety again, I'm like, no, you're not struggling with your anxiety. You're struggling with something that's making you anxious. There's so many places in Scripture that say, be anxious for nothing
0: next louis giglio says that jesus is the one and only giant slayer and goliath must fall
2: A good audience here, Betty. Yeah, yeah. And to all of you, we welcome you. I'm James Robinson, Betty and I welcome you to life today. Uh, Louis Giglio is with us and uh, he is uh, a real gift uh, to all of us. And uh, what he's doing with passion and outreach that touches young people as effectively perhaps as anything happening in the United States and maybe on the planet. Louis is gifted not only to pastor his great church there in the Atlanta area, but to inspire with passion all the young people and bring in some anointed communicators that just light these young people up. He's got a book that God put on his heart that he's just released. It's called Goliath Must Fall. And the subheading, Winning the Battle Against Your Giants. Oftentimes these giants seem to be conquering the territory that is God's. Too often, even seem to conquer the temple of God, our very beings, and the body of Christ defeated. So I know that Louis has something he wants to share. He put it in print, but we're going to visit with him about it. Would you welcome Louis Giglio <laughs> to life? stage, guys? Thank you so much. You know, I, 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 get, I get the feeling sometimes that we're kind of your television ministry. You just come in and just take off and it's all supported by love. Isn't that cool? It's amazing. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I love being with you guys. I respect you so much and you obviously are trailblazers of faith and still doing that to this day. And I think all of us appreciate both of these guys for taking a stand in truth. You're influencer to people in power and to people who shepherd churches. And I just applaud you for it. You're a great example that all of us can look up to. Yeah. 73 years yeah, young, yeah, yeah. and 59, yeah. and still going strong. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> why, why, do you have an idea why anybody would listen to me when I'm sitting down talking to them?
1: Absolutely, it's no mystery really, James, and it is because this generation is looking for longevity. I haven't heard anybody say that, but I watch the way and the patterns of their lives. Um, I'll tell you a quick, quick story. A friend of mine uh, travels with a pastor and it works for a pastor who I won't name, but he's probably the best expository preacher in this generation, one of the greatest pastors, television ministry people, was my pastor growing up. So there's a little hint. Wrote a book recently. It's probably his hundredth book. He's 80 plus maybe. Mm-hmm. Went to Barnes and Noble book tour. All right. An 80 year old man. Going to a seven-city, eight-city Barnes & Noble, San Francisco, New York, Las Vegas, L.A. And you're thinking, well, who's going to come? You know, people don't do book signings anymore at Barnes & Noble because unless you're, you know, one of two or three people in the world, it's hard to get a crowd at a bookstore. They had to cut the line off. He figured out he could sign for three hours. And in that number, that amount of time, how many people would be in a line? So they cut the line off and it was hundreds, above thousands of people. That's something. Every city they cut the line off. And this is the amazing part. They said, we've watched over the last five years, and I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here. If I am, forgive me. And they said, it was amazing this book signing, how many 20 something men were in the line. That's great. And you know what that says? It says that men have sort of given up on the fathers. Mm. And they're looking, where's the grandfathers? Yeah. And I'm not mm. meaning to say yeah, that, gotcha. you know, no. about, you are a grandfather, sure. a great grandfather. <laughs> but people want to know if somebody still loved Jesus, somebody still faithful to the word of God, somebody still believe all this, even having lived through decade after decade. And I, I believe 20 somethings, what they call millennials. I don't really know what that means exactly, but I think that generation is looking for it and everybody in between, and that's why they're still looking to you guys going, you've got a track record, and a track record means a lot.
2: Well, we appreciate what you're doing. Let's talk Can about it. we just thank them n- for that, n- by the way? Yeah, yeah. That
1: was where you're supposed to clap, yeah. right there, <laughs> at, that, at that point. They wanted to clap. They just didn't know if it was I'm sure. or not. Sure. Yeah.
2: Let's talk about it. What do you want us to hear?
1: Well, I think the title, A, hey, James, if I were you know, just picking this book up, I would go, wait a minute, if this is about David and Goliath, Goliath did fall. That already happened, that's history, we've already read about it in the scripture, so why should he must fall if he already did fall? And I think the answer is pretty obvious, and that is that, and, we, and the answer seems to be, well, because we've all still got giants. But that's not the only reason why this book is important. It's not just that we all have giants that still have their foot on our neck. It's that whenever we have a giant, let's say it's anxiety, and so many people have that giant. You can Define call it, it. Define fear it. or Define depression. Anxiety. anxiety is fear in the enemy. That's the way my friend Levi Lesko says it. A, a different way of saying it is anxiety is the byproduct of me wanting to control the entire world. That's what anxiety is. And people who are A-types and perfectionists get it really bad (laughs) because they want to control the outcome of their kids, of their family, of their business, of everything happening in the world. Uh, Anxiety is when I think it all rests on me. Mm -hmm. That's That's at the heart of anxiety. And that's a giant for a lot of people. And so you would think, well, Goliath must fall because anxiety has got to go away. That's not the only reason why anxiety must fall anxiety must fall because if I'm living under the weight of anxiety, I am stealing God's glory from him because I'm saying with my mouth, he's the alpha and the omega. I'm saying with my words, he can do anything and he's got all power, but yet I'm staring at the ceiling for the hundredth night in a row at four o'clock living under the weight of trying to manage the affairs of my own life. When I have a shepherd, the scripture says who leads me through the valley of the shadow of death. And so God gets glory when the giants in our lives come down and we get freedom. And that's why Goliath must fall. Well, you talked about several of them. One of
2: them I'm wondering because you are talking to a lot of young people and they do seem to sometimes be trapped by habits that do actually seem to be a form of undeniable bondage or addiction. You mentioned addiction. What jumps out in your mind? What stands out in the book when you're looking at situations that you face and dealing with millennials? since you have a lot of the Millennials that come to your uh, conferences, obviously, and the next one will be in January. By the way, people want to know when are the conferences, where are they gonna be? Where do they go? What website? Yeah,
1: passionconferences.com tells you all about Passion Conferences, the events that we do. And passioncitychurch.com tells you about everything else that we do. And I think, you know, addiction is a tricky thing. When whenever when you just said addiction, here's what people thought. They thought about alcoholism. They thought about pornography. Drugs. They thought about cocaine, meth, weed, drugs, whatever it is, those are the addictions in life. But we're all addicted people. You know, scientists have told us that the same thing that happens when you gamble happens to you when you check the likes on your Instagram post. A hit of dopamine hits your brain. This is according to Simon Sinek, who's a great writer on leadership. And he said it's the very same chemical reaction when you get a text on your phone that's why we love to get a text even if it's bad news we're like at least I got a text look everyone somebody's trying to reach me <laughs> and uh, someone commented on my Facebook post yeah. and we check again and we look again and we look again to see did somebody else comment on that that's because every time we do James we get a hit of dopamine in our brain and that's the same thing when you're sitting at a blackjack table <laughs> so that phone sitting by our bed at night we are addicted literally addicted to that phone same as addicted to crack um, and the the effects are going to be the same it's going to steal our joy and it's going to ultimately destroy our ability to have intimate relationships with the people around us and what why are we addicted it's because we are afraid to be vulnerable with people or we need to cope with the stress or the pressure in our life, and I come back to Psalm 23. The book ends with a really beautiful unfolding of Psalm 23, because if we have a shepherd who's standing watch over us at night, you know, we talk about how do you get to sleep? Well, you get to sleep by counting sheep. Our grandmother taught us that. So let's count sheep tonight again. I've never done it. You. and, no, and no. every you've never counted sheep that's, no, you never. lay down and go no. to sleep don't you that's because you work for no. 20 hours a day and when you get done at the end of the day you're worn out but we would see this little sheep going over the thing here's the thing counting sheep may or may not work I don't know but it's better theology if you know that you have a shepherd who's counting you mm-hmm. and I really that's think that's that's, that's the way you rest and so when whenever we feel like how do I cope with life And death. Mm -hmm. How do I cope with the stress of a world that seems fragmented? Well, that's why people turn to porn. That's why people turn to the bottle. That's why people turn to whatever pill is in that thing or to their phone or to whatever the other addictions are in their lives. And we've got this shepherd standing there saying, I'm right here. I'm on the scene, I'm plugged into your life and I will help you navigate whatever it is that we're walking through. And I love that about the Psalm. It's like, hey, we're going through the valley of the shadow of death. It's not, you've got a great shepherd while you're on a beach in Bali. It's like, you're gonna go through hard times in life, but I'm gonna walk through that valley with you. And so that gives us the permission to be vulnerable and to to feel whatever we feel, but then to cling to this confidence of the presence of God with us in the midst of it. What do you feel when you listen?
3: Well, listening to him, I know um, I felt that same way in the loss of our daughter. You know, Mm -hmm. I've just hung on to God. He is my source. He He is my strength. Mm -hmm. He is my joy. He is my peace. He is my comfort. And yes, not that you don't have the friends and family around you, but there's nothing like the presence and the comfort of God.
1: Yeah, you know, God understands our valleys. I think that's one of the things that sometimes a lot of people looking from the outside in at church think that maybe he's up in some stained glass cathedral isn't really relating to where we are. But Jesus actually said, my God, my God, mm-hmm. why have you forsaken me? And so he understands what it means to feel lost, to feel like the fog has come in and clouded everything that we saw so clearly just a day ago or a week ago or a month ago. And the fact that he's with us in that valley, we get that sense that, oh, you know what this feels like. God knows what it feels like to lose a child. And so he can relate to us on a level that is so powerful and so personal. And
3: he wants us to know he's there with us in every circumstance of life. And I realized how, I mean, he just kept getting and still keeps getting bigger and bigger to me amen because of of the walk that I can that I have with him in the relationship
1: well you know one of the things that we talk about in the book is anxiety and I I went through a big struggle with anxiety a few years ago uh, was out of commission for a few months by the grace of God I'm here tonight (laughs) that's a big story that's another book Um, but anxiety was a big part of that for me but I've learned on the backside now that anxiety isn't a thing It's a symptom of a thing. So when someone says, I'm struggling with my anxiety again, I'm like, no, you're not struggling with your anxiety. You're struggling with something that's making you anxious. Mm -hmm. And the scripture understands that. There's so many places in scripture that say be anxious for nothing Um, cast all of your anxiety on him is the way the translation reads so anxiety is not a new thing but it's also not a thing it's a symptom and so I've learned at night because I still get anxious about things circumstances politics world affairs the economy people in my church you know we all get anxious about things I've learned to go below the anxiety down to the question what's making me anxious Mm -hmm. tonight Mm -hmm. And you know what's at the bottom of it 99 times out of 99? (laughs) A person. Mm -hmm. It's usually not a situation. It is a situation, but it's that person in the situation. It's my son. It's my wife. It's my coworker. It's my business partner. That's what's making me anxious. And then I just literally say to Jesus, I would like to hand you this person, hand you this circumstance, hand you this situation. Thank you that you're going to do a way better job with it than I am. I need to go to sleep now. Thank you that when I wake up in the morning, you will have actually done something amazing with what was making me anxious in the first and place. And you
2: help people do that. You know, when we were talking earlier, you, you actually said something I would, I would take as an encouraging compliment. You said you watched me in the last year, obviously out of a comfort zone. Because I was counseling what people would have considered in a very dangerous situation, a volatile situation. I mean, this is a good way to end your whole life in ministry, sir. Mm-hmm. And yet you realized I was doing it under divine guidance, right? Okay. But it wasn't necessarily going to be comfortable. You indicated here that too many Christians seek a comfort zone. To their own demise in some ways and to our demise in our Christian witness is that true
1: no one's going to love reading the chapter in the book called the giant of comfort <laughs> <laughs> but we all really need to read that chapter these guys were 40 days well, let me just ask this.
2: do you agree it's important like I what you totally why you, agree why did you say something encouraging confident to me you felt that getting out of the comfort zone <laughs> was important is that well what here's believe? the thing because I'll, right right I'll get right easy.
1: to the heart of it this The climate in our country requires a commitment to principles. Absolutely. And sometimes people get in the way of principles. Yep. And it makes it very difficult for us to step into the principle sometimes because of the people that are involved. Yeah, or what people are gonna say. Or what people are gonna say. You said, I'm gonna go with the principle, and I'm gonna stay with the principal and I know that there's gonna be some price to be paid for that, Mm -hmm. but you also have influence as a result of that. Uh, with God but with people and I think that sometimes we count the cost way too long (laughs) and then we realize our opportunity our moment is gone and that's not a political statement that I'm making it just means that there's something called for such a time as this Mm -hmm. and coming back to the book David said the time for that giant to go down is today not tomorrow not three days from now the time for your giant to go down is today, not next week, next month when things look better. There's a moment called for such a time as this, and we're living in that moment right now. And every one of us, James Robinson, Betty Robinson, you have an anointing and a place and a platform to speak into our nation as a father, a grandfather in this nation. But every one of us has something to speak into today. And you talk to the president. A lot of us won't talk to the president, but we talk to somebody. And we've got to get the foot of our giant off of our neck. How do we do that? By realizing Jesus has already slayed (laughs) all the giants. He's already taken them all down. We walk in what Jesus has done. So this book isn't encouraging you, me to get our slingshot and go take down our giant. It's encouraging us to walk in the fact that he's already dead.
2: And when we do it out of the comfort zone, in face, facing whatever Goliath, we'll have a peace that passes understanding. We'll have a confidence, not in rocks in the sling, but the rock of ages and the solid foundation. (laughs) And there is the peace that gives us the real comfort even in the midst of the storm. That 23rd Psalm, boy, is it appropriate for today. Mm. Thank you. You excited me when you talked about closing it Mm. with that. Would you say thanks to God and thanks to Louis Giglio (laughs) for being available to the Lord. I mean, you're pretty cool, you know? I mean, you already pointed out, you don't even have on any socks, man. I, I mean, you know, you talk about the millennials my mom's having an impact. So you know, They've had an impact right on me. Now. I got on socks, man. I'm, is, that, is that comfort zone? Is that what that is? And you're out of the I comfort zone? I think
1: that's wisdom is what that is. <laughs> Especially in our studio. You going not have to spray stuff in your shoes this morning.
2: Well, let me just tell all of you who are watching, the book will be a blessing. There's the website for all the Passion Conferences. Also, you can check out what's happening at the church. Louis, our viewers love to alleviate suffering. Mm. I'm telling you, the viewers of Life Today love to share life, not just discuss it. Mm. And I want you to watch with us and all of you, look, you're going to look in and be moved by what you see. But God moving in your heart and in your life will produce a miracle of New Testament portion. Look at it.
3: So this is their water source, I'm assuming. This is my first um, encounter here in India, and I can already tell that there is so much to be done. This is where they have to come every day, all the way down here to get their water. This is his only source of water.
2: Well, you see this, just a nice little flow of water out right here, but upstream, just horses and cows and pigs. And right up the hill, eight children died from contaminated water here. This is just, I mean, there's so much here in Central America and the poverty-stricken nations, it just touches your heart, it's endless.
1: Weena here lost her older brother, and a year later, her older sister, both of them victims of waterborne illness. I want to look at this water. Ah, it smells horrible. I would never make a child drink this, but these children have no choice. It's this or nothing. It's not enough to tell them don't drink the water. We have to say, here's water you can drink.
2: You know, we're drilling wells, we're providing water for God's
3: creation. He knows them, he knows them by name, and he wants them to have clean, fresh water. Please help us, I know this would be a desire of your heart too, just as James and I do. We desire to pass on the blessings. We've been so mightily blessed ourselves and we want to bless these families. So join with us please, will you?
2: Boy, not a joy to just give yeah, a, a yes. cup of water. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I just found myself watching and, and, and really praying, God, please touch the hearts of all the people who are looking in on that, that scene, those settings with that horrible water. Like Randy said, that was our son, Randy. Can't even stand the, the smell of it, much less the thought of drinking it. And Betty, our viewers have joined with us and with the missionaries who point out the areas of need but they also say, we know there's water here. That's why we've got 400 areas located. You remember earlier in the year, we came to you with 188 locations that the crisis was indescribable. And we asked you to step up and help us get the drilling started there. It has, and it's been completed in many of those areas. The total goal for this year in the areas that we've located with the missionaries oversight and their very wise guidance, we've got 400 areas. And then there's another miracle that took place, Betty. In the areas where the terrain is too rugged to get a drilling rig in effectively, you can't really do it. We have a filter system that is simply a five gallon container with a filter that will give a family all the clean water they need from now on. It will actually last not only for months, but for years and can be changed out at a certain period of time when necessary. But we can give three families all the clean water they need, no matter how contaminated it is. It's totally bacteria-free. It has no contamination, clear water. We can give three families that system for $100. Many people, Betty, cannot drill a well for $4,800. If you can, I believe you will. I pray you will. I ask you to. Or if you can give $1,200 or $2,400 and pray, three join you or another joins you, we got a well. Many of you don't, don't even think at that level because you say, I simply can't do it. So keep this in mind. $48 is the primary amount that makes the wells possible. People say, I can give 48. Thank God for you. That gives, if you break it out, 10 people water the rest of their life. $144 will give 30 people water the rest of their life. So just, just stop and think a moment. What am I able to do? And Father, I ask you to enable people to do beyond even what they might have thought about. Show them a way in Jesus' name. And I believe you'll want to do that. Whatever God reveals, simply do it. Can you give a well? Could you give the $100 to provide three of those filter systems? Can you give toward the well? Whatever you can do. Would you right now go online, please, to the website you see, or dial that number that's there as a prayer line, now a lifeline? Would you take your bank card and use it like a check and just make the gift God has put on your heart? By the way, if you write a check, make it to life. But call us and tell us what you're putting in the mail because we need to know. We're going to send you the beautiful book, The Words of Jesus. That's all it is. Just the words of Jesus. And I'm telling you what, you can't go wrong reading that. Words of healing. These are gifts for you when you give the gift of life. And we want to be a blessing to you as you're a blessing to others. We're giving you water of life, giving you encouragement in life. You're giving people water for life and the missionaries are pointing to the water of life. So it's an incredible outreach that we do together. Thank you so much. Thank you for going online. Thank you for dialing that number and making the gift God put on your heart.
0: Every day, children living in extreme poverty are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink polluted water filled with deadly disease or perhaps die of thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most proven and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. Suffering can't end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, you can help drill 400 water wells in remote villages in 15 nations. A gift of $48 will provide disease-free water for 10 people. $72 will provide for 15 people, and $144 will help provide clean water straight from the ground for 30 people. Please also consider an additional gift of $100 to help provide three families with water filtration kits in emergency areas where our drilling rigs are unable to reach. As our thank you, we'll send you the books, Words of Jesus and Words of Healing. One contains only the words of Jesus, and the other scriptures for healing in your body, mind, and soul. With your $100 gift, you can receive both hardbound and softbound editions of these scripture Promise books. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people, or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our beautiful hand-sculpted Determined Eagle Bronze. Please call, write, or make your gift online.
2: Well, I know that all of you've enjoyed being here, and I want to say thank you for helping us drill those water wells, giving those filter systems. That's not a small thing for three families from now on. $100 changes everything for those families. Thanks for what you do. If you'd like to have Louis Giglio's Goliath Must Fall, I think you can see he's pretty excited about what he's sharing. And he's been honest enough to say, I know what the Goliaths look like. I know what it's like to walk Mm -hmm. facing the giants. I want to share with you how we see him fall and we overcome. So if you'd like to have the book, you say, James, we're helping you with the water. Would you mind sending us the book? You better believe we'll send it to you to bless you as you bless others. Join Betty and me in saying thanks to Louie, would you? Appreciate you, Betty. Bless everything we do. Thank all of you, thank you for watching. Thanks so much for your help, your prayers, your support.
1: promise i've gone to prepare a place for you is filled with hope
0: the shelter of god's promises with sheila walsh life today is made possible by the supporters of life outreach international your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life the ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor the ministry is a member of the ecfa